Hello, hello, and welcome back to Girl We Gotta Talk. Today is going to be a pop culture update. It's been quite some time since I did a pop culture episode, um, so I'm really excited about this one. There's actually been some news lately that I think is worth talking about today. I know it's been kind of low-key since everyone is, you know, staying home and staying quarantined, but um, there has definitely been news worth discussing. So, I'm really excited for this episode. I hope you guys are too, so let's get started. Okay, so to kick this episode off, let's just get it out of the way. Let's just recap the Listen to Your Heart finale. I'll do it really, really quickly um, because I know there are actually some people that do want to hear it, but I know the majority of you, after doing a poll the other night on Monday, asking if you guys were going to watch it, most of you guys were not into it. Um, And honestly, it wasn't that great at all, but I'm just going to kind of give my opinions really fast, I swear. Um, If you guys don't even want to hear it, please just like kind of skip through because it gets better. There's actual um, interesting news up ahead, but I just wanted to recap this because obviously this was the first season and it finally came to a close, thank goodness. Um, I don't know, and I'm not trying to be mean, but like, it's just like, it wasn't it. Like, this just was, was, was not it. And when they were announcing the winners, Chris Harrison's like, season one winners. And I'm like, all right, Chris, like you and I both know there's probably not going to be a season two, but like, go ahead. All right, so basically how this episode starts is they send them to Nashville and there's three couples left. So there's Rudy and Matt, who are honestly probably the stronger performers. Um, Rudy was probably one of my favorites early on. She was just like really real. She has definitely the best voice. Um, and then she was into this guy, Matt, and there was drama there, but they were pretty solid throughout the whole season. And right out the gate, they literally like just get to Nashville and Matt realizes like he doesn't really want to be with Rudy anymore. Um, he's kind of like seeing the other couples and he's like, oh crap, like we really are not where they are. Maybe we should just be friends. So I don't know. He did it in kind of a respectful way, if you can do it in a respectful way. She still was like heartbroken and stuff, but I feel like the two of them really had maybe a better friendship than they would have a relationship. And I feel like they both left like cool with each other. Um, which is, like, more than all the other couples can say. So, I don't know. I think they're just probably, like, best friends right now and um, probably just, like, really supporting each other while the season has aired and stuff, which I think is, like, super cool. Um, Rudy actually has a single out now, and it's called Hate LA, and I listened to it, and it's pretty good. It gives me, like, I don't know, like, Kalani vibes. It's pretty good. I recommend looking it up. She just goes by Rudy. Um, you can find it on, like, Spotify, Apple Music, or all that fun stuff. Um, so, yeah, so they left, and honestly, if they, had they not left, they probably would have won, I think so, at least. So, interesting um, how that played out. So, moving forward, the other couple is Jamie and Trevor. Well, sorry, there's two more couples left, but the next one we're going to talk about is Jamie and Trevor. I can't stand them. I think they're so cringe. Um, I already just, like, straight up don't like Trevor because he just seems, like, fake to me. I think that he is um, fame-hungry, and I think he's actually not into Jamie at all, which, like, is gonna break my heart if he hurts her because I feel like she's so innocent. Um, But I don't know. Like, they had this conversation on the episode, and it was just... I feel like every time they're on the screen, it's cringe, and I feel myself always making faces when I watch their scenes. It's that bad, but Trevor is just, like, spitting lines at her. Like, 
he got them from a rom-com or like he was on Pinterest like 10 minutes prior. It's just like, it's so fake. It's so scripted to me, like how he talks to her. And I just like, I don't like it. Um, I think she's obsessed with him. Um, and I don't know. It's just like weird vibes all around. Like I just, I can't, they chose to go to the fantasy suite. It was just like, I just can't, I just, huh? I can't talk about it. And then the other couple left is Chris and Brie. Chris and Brie have been probably the strongest couple in the house. Um, like, literally right out the gate, they were, like, super strong. Maybe, like, day one, they were, like, a couple, and everyone knew it, and everyone was happy for them, and it was just solid. Um, they chose not to do the fantasy suite, and I haven't seen anyone in the Bachelor franchise not do the, not do the fantasy suite. Like, I feel like it's been a really long time, probably since, like, I don't know, did Sean Lowe do the fantasy suites? I don't, I don't know. Or maybe he was just like, let's use this time to talk. I know like Emily Mayard, I think that's her name. She chose not to do it out of respect for her kid because she had like a eight-year-old or something. And she was just like out of respect for like my daughter. Or, like I'm not going to do the fantasy suite. But honestly, since then, and that's years ago. And honestly, since then, I think everyone's chosen to do it. So it was interesting to kind of see a couple choose not to. Um, what I didn't like about this part was like they were basically going back and forth between Chris and Brie, who then jumped into rehearsals that next day with the band. Um, and they jumped between that and then they showed Trevor and Jamie the next morning after the fantasy suite, like eating breakfast and thriving in their white robes. And like, I don't know, they were going back and forth and basically showing how like awkward Chris and Brie were. And kind of just, like, alluding to the fact that, like, Chris and Brie were being awkward because they didn't choose to do the fantasy suite, but, like, because Jamie and Trevor chose to do the fantasy suite, they're, like, a stronger couple now. It was just weird how they were kind of juxtaposing those scenes, and I just, I didn't approve, like, I didn't appreciate it. Um, I thought it was just, like, unnecessary and honestly kind of rude, but, like, producers can do whatever they want, honestly, on this show, so that's what they chose to do and whatever. Okay, so kind of moving forward, I know I said I was going to go fast. So basically, they all, they each perform two songs. So Jamie and Trevor go first, they perform two songs, then they get judged, and the judges were Caitlin Bristow and Jason, Tay Diggs and Jewel, and then Rita Wilson. So they were like a pretty good panel for judges. I don't know, Jamie and Trevor's performances, at least the first one was super cringe to watch. The second song they did was Speechless by Dan and Shay, and it was a little bit better, but like their stage presence is just, look at me, I'm talking like I like know what I'm talking about but their stage presence is just uncomfortable and like the whole point of these performances is like yes like we need to see that you can sing but the other factor and the reason why there's like bachelor vets judging is to see like their chemistry on stage and that's like also what they're being judged on and how they can be sent home like in previous episodes that's how they can be sent home is like on stage you didn't there wasn't chemistry you know so like they're probably in their heads about, I need to make sure that, like, there's chemistry between us. So, Jamie always has her hand on Trevor's shoulder, and they just, like, face each other while they sing the whole time, and it's just uncomfortable. But the judges kind of said that. They were like, why don't you, like, look at the audience from time to time? Like, switch it up a little bit, because um, it's awkward. So, then, so then Chris and Brie come on, and they sing To Make You Feel My Love, and they sing another one. I can't remember what it was now, but... They did so, so well, and their stage present is a little bit better than Jamie and Trevor's, but, like, their talent is just ridiculous. They are so, so good, um, and 
they end up winning. Spoiler alert, they end up winning um, the show, which honestly, rightfully so, but like I said before, I think if Rudy and Matt were probably still on, they probably would have won, um, but nonetheless, Chris and Brie crushed their performance. So that is the recap. That is all. Um, no more listen to your heart episodes. We'll see if they do a second season. I don't think that um, this season did as well as I thought, especially with everyone being quarantined. I think they thought the ratings were going to be way better than they were, and they I just don't think they were there. So we'll see if there's a season two. I doubt it, but don't worry. I'll keep you guys updated because I know you guys really, really care. <laughs> um, but let's get into some more Bachelor Nation news. There's actually a few things to discuss, but first we'll just talk about Jade um, Jade and Tanner are pregnant with baby number three. So, she posted on her Instagram that, um, she and Tanner are pregnant with their third baby. Um, their children are the cutest. I don't know if you guys remember, but she had her second baby, her son, in her master closet. So, hopefully this pregnancy and this birth (laughs) go a little bit better than that. Um, I'm sure being pregnant while being quarantined is probably pretty stressful, but hopefully, um, everything goes well with that. They're just like such a cute couple and I'm really excited for them. The next bit of news is not as chipper, I should say. Um, There is a bit of controversy surrounding Hannah B. So, basically what happened, I'll break it down. So, basically what happened was she was on Instagram Live, which she does honestly quite frequently and I watch a ton of them and they're pretty entertaining. I'll just like put them on while I'm doing work because she just rambles and talks and it's like pretty funny and I'm a fan of her like I really like Hannah B. I think she was like a little crazy and sometimes she gets to be a little much but I think overall like I really like her um however she was on her Instagram live she was with her friend and she was starting to sing like she was kind of reciting like a TikTok and it's the rock star song and so she was like kind of doing the motions like really quickly and she was singing the the song and then she said the n-word And it was kind of in her breath and she was just kind of like mumbling, but she still said it. And she kind of like keeps going on. Her her and her friend keep talking. She starts to look at her phone and she notices that people start saying like, whoa, dude, like you just said the N word, like what the heck, blah, 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 blah. So she sees the messages and then what she said after was, um, and this is a quote, I really don't think I said that word. I don't think I said that word, but now I'm like, oh God, I never use that word. I've never called anybody that. We don't say that word. So, you know what? I'm going to stay here and y'all can think I said whatever I did or think I'm something I'm not, but I'm not that. And that was kind of her response in the moment. So, then there's like a ton of backlash, like, and a ton of people are freaking out um, because this is just like not okay. And Rachel Lindsay, who was a past bachelorette, um, like Hannah B, she addressed it on her Instagram live and what she kind of said on her Instagram live was like I didn't want to do this I'm tired of people coming to me and like making me not making me but like I'm tired of people coming to me assuming that like I have to be the one to speak up because nobody else is speaking up she said that basically she reached out to Hannah personally and told Hannah that like what she had said offended her and she kind of gave her the option to say something like, say an apology or, like, address the situation. She told her, like, what to do, right? And kind of suggested it. Hannah released an apology, but it was on her Instagram story, and a lot of people were not pleased with how she handled it because she, I think people just felt like it wasn't enough. She didn't actually care. So, Hannah's apology on her Instagram story said, 
I have read your messages and seen the hurt I have caused. I own it all. I am terribly sorry, and I know that whether in public or private, this language is unacceptable. So, a lot of people basically just do not feel like that apology was adequate, um, and it was not sincere and just, like, not genuine. Nick Vile, um, former bachelor, also commented on this, and he says, quote, frankly, that's a really, really terrible apology and really insincere, and it comes across as, again, ignorant to what she's speaking on. I think Hannah could have done a lot better um, addressing the situation. I think she probably could have done a longer post, maybe made a video apologizing, um, and kind of given everyone what they wanted in terms of, like, seeing her genuine, sincere feelings and thoughts on this. Um, I don't think Hannah B is a bad person. I think she just could have handled it better afterwards, um, admitted that she was wrong. And she did. She's, that's what she said in her apology. Becca says, you can't say the N-word because black people say it. Black people reclaimed the use of the word that was for you that was used for centuries to oppress and dehumanize them. It's a word that holds so much historical weight the black community is still healing from and parts of the white community are still weaponizing for dehumanization, particularly in the South. So, no, it is not cool to just sing it along to the lyrics of a song, especially not on your platform with millions of followers, SMH. It's 2020. At least make it legit apology I'm sorry, at least make a legitimate apology and acknowledge your behavior. I'm getting a mind-blowing amount of messages and a sane amount of messages saying no one should be using the N-word and guess what? You can't tell black people they can't reclaim the word and that word was used to oppress and dehumanize them. That's not how it works. So, clearly people are upset about this, um, rightfully so. Um, And I just, I love Hannah B, but I don't really condone this behavior and honestly, I think that the Instagram story apology that she put out, it was, I don't know, I just don't think it was the best decision for her. I think she probably could have maybe posted, I mean, it, you, it's hard because you can't just like apologize and make it go away, but I think there's just better ways to go about it, and I think putting an Insta story up with text saying that like you own it and you apologize because you've seen the hurt you've caused is okay, but maybe do something more like a video and showing your genuine thoughts about it um, so, I don't know, it's just, it's, it's a sticky situation, and she's been quiet on social media since this happened, um, so we'll see what happens moving forward, maybe she will come out with maybe a better apology, um, but that is a lowdown on that, um, let me know what you guys think about that, um, kind of situation, because I know she's not the first, um, celebrity to do something like this, um, and I feel like most people handle it kind of in the same way, But yeah, that is the situation surrounding Hannah B. Okay, so moving on. um, Sunday night was the American Idol um, finale. And I'm not sure if a ton of people watch it, but but my family watches it. And so we powered through the finale. It was honestly, it was a long, long, long finale. um, And pretty boring, but just Sam won um, she is super, super talented, and it was so weird, the season, clearly, because they were all home, and they had to make, kind of, like, their own little setups and stuff, um, and Ryan Seacrest is the host of American Idol, which most people know, and it was funny, because we're watching it as a family, and I'm, like, what is happening to Ryan Seacrest's face? Like, does anybody else see that his eye is basically shut, and one of his eyes open? 
Like, what's wrong with this? And apparently, I was not the only one that thought this because people were tweeting and posting a bunch of stuff asking if he had a stroke, um, if he was okay, what was going on. Um, and so, basically, um, he released a statement just saying that, like, he's okay. He's just, you know, undergoing a ton of stress. He basically works four different jobs at the moment, all from home, and I think it's just weighing on him. And so, that following Monday, because he has Kelly and Ryan, he took off. So, I think it just was, like, all, you know, piling up. There's a lot of people that think that that was just a statement to, like, get everyone to be quiet and maybe there is more going on. So, if there is, I'll definitely, like, up- update you guys on that. But, but he didn't have a stroke, so that is great news. He's just stressed, like all of us. <laughs> um, okay, so moving on, Brian Austin Green and Megan Fox have officially split from their 10 years of marriage together. Um, there were some rumors going around that Megan Fox had been with g and there were just, like, some cheating rumors going on, and um, he kind of commented on them. But now we get the official confirmation from him that they are no longer together. Um, back in April, Brian was spotted not wearing his wedding ring when he would be out and about, and so people caught on to that. And I don't know, there's just been a lot of stuff circulating with them, and so I don't think a ton of people are shocked by this. Brian made a post on his Instagram and he says in the caption, eventually butterflies get bored sitting on a flower for too long. They start feeling smothered. It's a great big world and they want to experience it. So, a little bit cryptic there, but um, but yeah, they are no longer together and so we'll see what happens for them in the future. Speaking of breakups, unfortunately, I have to talk about Kristen Cavalieri and Jay Cutler, which I am devastated about. I remember when the news first came out, I was like heartbroken, almost as if I had just been dumped myself. It was a weird situation because (laughs) clearly I'm not involved with them at all. Um, I just love them so much and I watch Very Cavalieri and I don't know. I just like really thought that their relationship was something special. I thought they had like a really, really good bond and kind of like common understanding with one another and so to see that they have split and now there's like all this drama circulating it and like custody battle and all this stuff but you know in the tabloids about them it like breaks my heart and I'm honestly shook I never saw this coming I mean it's been a few weeks since um the news first hit but like I'm actually not okay it's really sad too because I have like reruns of Very Cavalier that like record um on my DVR and so I was watching it last night and I was like okay I can't do this because this is like way too hard they just I don't know and I mean this is like the this is, like, such a good example of, like, it's not always what it seems. And I'm gonna be honest, like, Kristen did say, like, you know, they were going through some stuff on, like, one of the episodes, and you kind of see them, like, work out their problems, like, on the show. But I guess, like, I I guess I just couldn't do it. Jay is retired, um, former quarterback, NFL quarterback, and Kristen was kind of there for him that whole time, and now Kristen is, like, I kind of want to say, like, the breadwinner. Like, she has all these stores opening with Uncommon James, and she's just kind of being, like, she's kind of just, like, on top of it right now, and now Jay is the one that's staying home with the kids, and maybe that kind of affected the relationship. But yeah, so I'm really sad about that. There's also, there were also rumors going around that Kelly was involved with Jay a while back when Kelly and Kristen stopped talking. Kelly was her former best friend. It's Kelly Henderson, sorry. And Kelly Henderson literally came out with a statement saying, I have nothing to do with their divorce and I am not dating Jay Cutler. So, um, that has been confirmed. Thank goodness. 
So Kristen put out an Instagram saying, as I start this new chapter in my life, I have decided not to continue with Very Cavalieri. I have loved my time filming and I am so grateful to E! Entertainment for making this journey possible. To the fans, I cannot thank you enough for all of your support and keeping up with me all of these years. I love you guys. So, wow, that kills me. That breaks my heart. Um, I was really into that show. I really liked it and I loved kind of seeing everything that she has really built um, but maybe this is best for her so that she isn't really kind of forced to show all of this stuff that's been going on with her and Jay, so I definitely respect that decision, but I'm sad now. Um, yeah, so what a weird turn of events. I just feel really bad for her. I feel like all of a sudden, you know, like her life kind of not got back on track. I think she never fell off the track, but I think she was really building this brand and like really just being like a boss-ass bitch, and um, I feel like now it's kind of crumbling down a little bit. Um, I think she's strong as hell, and I think that she's going to bounce back from this, but this is probably the best decision for her at the moment, so I wish you the best of luck, Kristen. (laughs) So, kind of on the same topic of relationships, Vanderpump Rules stars Kristen Doty and Sheena Shea both have boyfriends, new boyfriends, and I don't know, man, this is just crazy timing. Um, so Kristen Doty officially posted with her new boyfriend. Um, his name is Alex Ogod. Menike Ogod. I don't think that's right. Um, so she officially posted on Instagram with him. She's made two posts about him, and if you're currently watching Vanderpump Rules, you know that she is on and off with, um, her boyfriend at that time, I guess, Carter. So, um, Kristen Doty is with somebody else. Thank goodness. I'm not sure where Kristen and Stassi and Katie's relationship stands currently, um, especially now that she's out of that relationship with Carter, because that was a huge factor. Um, but yeah, I'm happy for Kristen. I think she finally got out of a toxic relationship. Carter's sucks. Carter's trash. Um, and hopefully this Alex guy is worth her time and maybe, you know, Kristen and Stassi and Katie can all be friends again. Um, I'm not sure if it's, like, a friendship that can be mended, um, just like that, but I guess we'll have to, have to find out. And then Sheena Shea has a boyfriend and we've seen Sheena on Vanderpump Rules like freezing her eggs and just really trying to live her best life as a single person and um, she, we've seen her like every season basically like latch onto a guy and get her heart broken. So she tried the single season out this year, which I appreciated. Um, it was, it was nice. Sheena's still kind of annoying, <laughs> annoying on the show, but I don't know. We'll see how this goes. The guy's name is Brock Davies. I think he's Australian. And they posted a video on her YouTube channel to kind of introduce him. Um, They were, you know, I think they met at a festival and then um, they were like long distance. But now that they are quarantined, they're living together. And so they've really like enjoyed it. They post TikToks together. So if you're interested in like seeing any of that, definitely um, look up her YouTube and then find her TikToks because you can kind of see him. He seems like a very just, like, normal guy, um, so maybe this will work out for her. I hope so, um, but yeah, very interesting that they both got boyfriends, right? Weird. Happy for them both, though. 
Okay, so moving on to TV stuff, I have a lot of shows that I've been watching while quarantined, and um, I'm a def- I'm definitely a TV person. Like, I love movies, but, like, TV is just, like, my thing. Um, I love to, like, binge a show, and I love a good documentary. I don't know. I just, like, love TV. Oh, my God. So, I want to recommend some shows and documentaries that I watched these past few weeks because everything has been so, so good. And if you guys haven't seen any of these, like, please, please take me up on these recommendations and let me know how you feel about them. They're just like, oh, I love them so much. The first one I'll start with is The Last Dance, which I'm sure is probably all over your social media. Um, it's the docu-series about Michael Jordan. It's so good. Um, it, it's officially over, but I'm sure you can, like, find it now. It was two episodes every Sunday for five weeks, so there's ten episodes, and it was really, really good. Um, I like sports, um, and I'm really interested in sports, and so it was interesting to see kind of, like, all the behind-the-scenes stuff, especially because, like, a lot of it was when I was, like, a baby, <laughs> so I wasn't, like, really around to be understanding it then and to like see it all is really really cool um I also just love a good documentary and some storytelling just is like so good um it's definitely 10 out of 10 recommend so make sure be sure to watch that for sure if you're interested um another show is Outer Banks it's probably also all over your social media um and this show I wasn't even gonna watch because I'm definitely someone that's like I don't know if anyone else is like this, but I'm definitely someone that if something is super popular, I, and everyone's doing it or everyone's watching it, like, I refuse to do it too. It's so weird. I don't know why I'm like that. Like, when Justin Bieber was huge, I refused to like him. Is that weird? I don't know. I just was like, whatever. He's not even that cool. He's not even that good. Outer Banks, like, one day I just put Netflix on and Outer Banks just, like, randomly started playing. It was really weird. So, then I was like, whatever, we'll just, like, see how bad this is. And honestly, like, it was pretty good. Um, I give it, like, an 8 out of 10. Um, you can watch it pretty quickly. I think I binged it really, really fast. Um, and it was pretty good. Um, so, yeah, that's on Netflix. And what's another Netflix one I really liked? Oh, I'm currently, and I haven't finished it yet, but it's called Dead to Me. It's so good. Oh my goodness. So basically, um, it's about two women, one woman. Oh wait, I can't, I don't want to say too much. Okay. I'll tell you about one character because if I ruin the other, I don't know, man, I don't want to ruin it. How do I say this without ruining it? Um, dead to me is basically like this lady who, um, it's Christina Applegate. Um, she is a widower. Her husband was killed in a hit and run and now she's dealing with, like, going to, like, a grief support group and raising her two sons alone. She has, like, a really annoying, nasty mother-in-law, um, and she's a real estate agent, and then this other lady she meets in the, um, grief support group is also, like, the main character. So, it's the two of them, um, and it's really freaking good. I recommend that so hard. I can't even tell you how good it is. It's two seasons, um, yeah, definitely watch that. Um, another Netflix show, oh, The Politician is super good. It has Ben Platt in it, and I watched it a while ago, and the second season is coming out this June, so if you want to binge it, <laughs> I keep saying binge it, but if you want to watch it like a normal person, um, you can before it airs, the second season airs in June. You have plenty of time to watch it, um, 
but yeah, I definitely recommend that. Um, another Netflix show is a documentary, which is called Secret Love. Um, it is a documentary on this lesbian couple that dated years and years and years ago, like 40s, 50s, 60s, uh, back back when it wasn't accepted and they basically lied to their friends and family that they were just best friends which is insane to think that they hid that for so long um and then up up until like three years ago they finally told like their nieces and nephews like that's insane so it's called secret love it's just based on like all the you know like hardships they had to go through when growing up um kind of keeping the secret from everyone um, and just, like, lasting so long, and it's such a good documentary. Yeah, Secret Love on Netflix. Okay, I'm gonna say it, Tiger King. It's, like, a good watch. It's really weird. It's really interesting. Um, if you're bored, like, this will make you not bored because it's insane, and yeah, it's, it's on Netflix. Yep, um, but yeah, just watch it. Like, if you're really bored, like, just watch it. <laughs> Um, and let me know what you think. Did Carol Baskin kill her husband? Okay. Um, next one. Okay, so these two are on Hulu and they are so freaking good. These are like probably my favorite shows of this whole like quarantine season. Um, <laughs> Little Big Lies is on Hulu now. It was like I think on HBO and I didn't know like it went over to Hulu and when I saw it I was like, oh my god, I have to watch it. It is so good. I can't even express to you how good it is. It stars Reese Witherspoon, Nicole Kidman. Um, who else is in it? Oh, gosh. Now I'm blanking. Uh, Laura Dern. Who else? So many, like, so many incredible actors. Um, Adam Scott's in it. It's so good. It's two seasons, and it's, like, mystery and drama and just, like, it's, like, real shit. It's so good. Um, definitely watch it. And then another one on Hulu is Little Fires Everywhere. And I'm not sure if I talked about this in another episode, but this show was really good. It's only, I think, six or eight episodes, and I, and I was crushed when it ended. I didn't know it was going to be that short because um, I'm an idiot, and I just didn't pay attention, I guess, and I was devastated because um, it was that good, and I just, like, never wanted it to end. It also has Reese Witherspoon in it, and um, it's based in the 90s. I don't know. It's just, it's a really good show. It's based on the book, so maybe you read the book before you watch the show. I feel like I should have done that, but I was just, like, too excited, and I watched it. Um, but yeah. And then, lastly, I'm just gonna <laughs> recommend, um, Chasing Happiness is on Amazon Prime, so if you're an Amazon Prime user, um, it's the Jonas Brothers documentary. It's only, like, an hour long. I don't know. It's just kind of interesting. So, like, again, if you're bored and you just, like, want something on, definitely recommend Chasing Happiness. You kind of get, like, the backstory of, like, why they broke up and kind of the drama behind all that. So, it's pretty interesting. But, yeah, so that is basically today's episode. I just wanted to do a little recap on some stuff that's happened. Um, yeah, give you guys my TV recommendations. If you guys like any of those shows or you watch them because I recommended them, let me know, please. I would love to hear, like, what your thoughts are on it. But, yeah, that is all for today's episode. Thank you guys so much for listening. Be sure to follow Girl We Gotta Talk podcast on Instagram and make sure you like the Facebook page, Girl We Gotta Talk podcast. Um, that's where I'll just post a bunch of updates, pop culture stuff, and fun things like that. So, give that a follow. But yeah, I hope you guys have a great day. Thanks again for listening. Bye!